Today on Judge Vouthry, we've got a very special case with two podcast hosts who are at each other's throats. Which one will get to stay in Yulemore and which one will get tossed off the balustrade? The plaintiff is Alex, who claims the defendant, Jerome, is making him look bad in the edit. Find out how this trial shakes out only on Judge Vouthry. Judge Vouthry, please state your case, plaintiff. Your Honor, I have been disparaged and slandered by this liar of a host. He has broadcast doctored footage on our podcast of me mispronouncing names, making mistakes, and saying unpopular opinions like Ishtola isn't even that hot. Order! Order in the court, which is also my bedroom. Now then, defendant, state your case. Your Honor, none of that audio is doctored at all. And he just said Yeshola isn't even that hot. We all heard it. Order! Order in my bedroom, which is also a court. Your Honor, I'm requesting damages in the order of having him thrown off the balustrade, proportionate to my pain and suffering. You presume to tell me how to run my court? No, no Your Honor, but may I present evidence before the court? Oh, very well. So then we, uh, Papalimo and Mifalimo and us all go to Ishpalimo. As the court can surmise, there are breaks in the audio that show that I am being misrepresented. Your Honor, if I may, it sounds like he just kind of sucks. He should be punished in turn for his ineloquence. And also, you're looking very handsome today. The defense makes a compelling argument. How is that compelling? That is the final straw, plaintiff. For your incredulity, you are to be thrown off the balustrade. What? How how is that? Ah! It's a storm of buzz, and we're going to tell you about how we saved the world. This episode of Storm Buds, we tango with eaters of delicious sin, we waltz with nobility of Yulemore, and we foxtrot with the Crystal Exarch as we dance into Shadowbringers. Welcome to Storm Buds, the Final Fantasy XIV recap podcast of your dreams. That's right, we're sticking with it. I am your host of light, Jerome Barbatsis, and I am joined by my co-host of light, Alex Hambrack. Say hello, Alex! Boy, this expansion is not what I thought it was going to be about. It's about fun and dancing and nothing else. (laughs) Yeah, that's the impression I got. Fun. That's the word for what's going on over there. It's so fun. Everyone's having having fun. We're having fun. Boy, oh boy. So Remember when I was like, boy, we're going to get to that resort town where Alphano's been hanging out? Yeah. (laughs) They don't, but I do. So um, if you are new here, welcome. Welcome to Stormbuds. We are uh, covering the main story quest and some important side content for Final Fantasy XIV. This is the inaugural episode for Shadowbringers. We made we're it. Here. We're here. We're here. We know you're all excited. I'm excited. We are going to cover the um, first sort of chunks of content with it. Like there's a there's a split in. Well, there's like five zones. We're gonna do a zone an episode basically. But the first kind of zone, you guys know, you know how this works. So we're gonna cover the Alpha No and Alice part basically up until like the first dungeon of Shadowbringers. So. We, um, I guess, a 60-second recap of everything that's happened. Gosh, this is... Our friends have been called away to a different planet, and we have been summoned via beacon to that planet to 
go rescue them, but also figure out what the heck is happening. Why were they summoned in the first place? What's going on? What are some uh, mysteries of the universe that we're going to figure out? There's a lot. There's a lot to figure out. Why are all the plants purple? Why are all the plants purple? That's there's a that and more will be answered this episode of Storm Buzz. But before we get into the recap, why don't we talk about some personal stuff in terms of our side quests, Alex? Well, so I'm going to go first because you always go first. <laughs> I think we actually have the same one this week. So we should talk about it. <laughs> really? I I did do the Citizen Sleeper DLC. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that too. Go for it. No, actually, screw you. <laughs> Because that's I did do that, but that's my my hostility. side quest, my side quest is that I bought a PS5. Oh, you're right. I don't have that one. <laughs> I bought a PS5 for myself. I played through the tech demo, which was great. But more importantly, I've been playing through uh, Horizon Forbidden West, that three year old game. Uh, I just had the uh, hankering for an open world game, and now that it's been a, a few years since I played Elden Ring. And Tears of the Kingdom is about to come out, so I was like, I'll just wet my appetite on a different one, and then I'll buy the PS5 and, and before Final Fantasy 16 comes out. So I've been playing that. It's pretty. I like it better than the first game, if that's anything. If you've been, if you've played Horizon Zero Dawn and you want to experience Horizon Forbidden West and you haven't done so yet, do it. If you're new to the franchise, eh, there's better open world games. <laughs> Wow, it's a good. ringing endorsement. It's good. It's like a B plus. You know, like I'm gonna finish it, okay. but it's not like I mean, it's not it's not like a super A S tier game. I will say, you talking about getting a PS5 made me consider getting a PS5. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm, and then I got here and I'm looking at it right now next to your TV, and my God, it's that it's huge. a chunker. <laughs> it's, it's that's so the big. That's the digital edition too. <laughs> that's the smaller in, one. Seeing it in person is making me rethink that. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I guess I don't know. I love it, but yeah, it doesn't fit in my little cubbies. But it, I mean, it's it has to be vertical anyway, so I wasn't going to, but. Yeah, um, that's been my primary side quest. Just enjoying killing some, uh, sneaking around, killing some machines and machine monsters and having red hair. That's what the game is about, for sure. It's definitely what the game's about. All right, now that I've so politely interrupted you, you can go on. <laughs> okay, so mine, and I know we actually we both did this. We yes. both, I think, played through the recent and final DLC for Citizen Sleeper, which God, is a game sh- that we talked about a little bit last year. God, it slaps. Uh, yeah, you know, I it's so good. I liked that game when I played it last year, mm-hmm. and then I was surprised coming back to it. Like that title screen booted up, and I was just, I was kind of hit with the wave of emotion. I was like, "Oh, it's really comfortable to come back to this world." This game rules. Yeah, Citizen Sleeper really, really effective at mm-hmm. like sketching. You know, because c- they're still for those for if you don't know what it is, it's a kind of like a visual novel rpg light type story game you are a kind of like an artificial humanoid who has washed up on this giant space station that has been kind of taken back from its corporate masters by all the people who live there and everyone's kind of basically trying to stay alive and keep the whole thing together very cyberpunk very sci-fi space opera very kind of like eking out a living on the edges of society and finding community and stuff like that and some of the individual writing in the game still like there are moments where like it hits me a little bit clumsy, but the overall thing comes together in a really powerful way where just like the way that the characters all end up interacting and the way that the, that the story kind of like that the story and the mechanics really reinforce each other to a point where like 
a kind of a criticism I almost had of the game when I was first playing it was that I felt like it was too easy to kind of break the resource loop. By the end of the game, it was pretty trivial to like, you know, mm-hmm. be on top of the stuff you needed to survive and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to it now, I was like, actually, no, that feels right. I figured it out. I figured out how to build a life for myself here that actually was sustainable without requiring me to basically push myself ragged every single week. And so jumping back into that and feeling that kind of almost like that comfortable vibe of like, I've, I figured it out. I know where I fit in here. I know how to live in this place was it was really neat and then the dlc has a bunch of really good story stuff in it yeah the dlc also does a good job of challenging that that loop um and and making i think for at least a little bit making you feel making me it made me feel that my character's way of life had been threatened um in uh in a significant way oh yeah Um, those supplies did not get to those people in my playthrough (laughs) no they didn't either i i i well, spoilers. So I don't want to spoil it too much, but yeah, like there's a there certainly are consequences to not having uh, completed certain actions, and but I think the, the I, th- I really think that in the end with the final chapter, they really kind of hit a home run with the, with the with the effect and the impact and and the universe and they teased. I mean, there's a, there's a whole universe out there, and I hope that that the creators of that game I don't remember who, but like I hope that they are able to expand that universe um, in, I think, maybe like a different time, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, they don't have to do the same thing, but like, yeah, there's 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 a lot to be said about Citizen Sleeper, and Citizen Sleeper has a lot to say. It um, certainly does. Excellent game. Excellent. Really, that one That one is like an A. a that game was way better than Horizon. I wish I could play it again. I'm really looking <laughs> forward to seeing whatever that studio does next. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, moving right along into our main segment, the MSQ recap. Our first quest in Shadowbringers is called the Circus Trench. Is that it? Yeah. The Circus Trench. Circus Trench. Which I'm just realizing is pronounced Circus now. (laughs) Yeah. The Circus Trench. Um, we gotta go help there at the end of the the last episode we were instructed that there would be a beacon at the base of the crystal tower in Mordona um, and the ironworks has taken some time to establish a base for us to help find it um, we go help find that uh, with with the help of Tataru Hori Boulder and Coltonet because again all of the a-listers are sucked away <laughs> compared to the last two expansions this one just drops you right in it like i was yes. surprised at like oh so, 10 minutes in we're yeah, into 10 minutes the- in yeah so like right we get there there uh biggs and wedge meet uh, uh meet us there there's some voice acting moments of cuteness because wedge still has a little crush on tataru and while they're kind of futzing about we stride deeper into the uh the crystal tower we find a little gear with an iorix symbol on it and the ironworks employees are like that's weird we didn't this isn't one of ours but it has our thing on it and then out of nowhere you hear a voice a new hand touches the beacon ah we're getting called again <laughs> I, I thought the okay. beacon was going to be like I'm a big sorry. crystal or no, something. No, I'm sorry. Did you not play Skyrim? <laughs> I've not played... I didn't play Skyrim God that damn much. it. Merida's beacon... Is it Merida's beacon? Meridia's beacon. God, not... Mer- Mer- 
<laughs> Meredith Beacon. I'm okay. sorry. I, I made a joke. no, no. I made an even better joke. Okay, I have to take time to explain this now. There's a quest in Skyrim called Meridia's Beacon, right? Which is just like if you're looting a chest and you like are in the habit of auto looting, you'll like accidentally touch a beacon and it'll start a quest and it'll just say, "A new hand touches the beacon," <laughs> and you're like called off by one of the old gods to do something. <laughs> And, the, and there's like a meme in the community where you're like, ah, fuck! <laughs> no! Because it, like, the beacon. it, mm-hmm. it spawns in a random chest. Oh, can yeah, anywhere? anywhere? And you just auto-loot it? Yeah. And just... <laughs> okay. So, a new hand touch. But I said, instead of Meridia, I said Merida, you know, like the girl for Brave. <laughs> I would not have made that connection. I accidentally did. If you had a chance to touch the beacon, would you? All right, anyway, uh, we do get called again. <laughs> Back I thought the, the beacon star. was going to be like a crystal or a magistech device or something. I didn't think it would just be like an emblem. It's just a little thingy. Okay. It's just a little badge, I guess. It's a beacon. That counts. Uh, yeah. And Tataro was like, hey, it's working great. Find our friends. And then everything then goes ring, white. ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring, mm-hmm. ring. We get called. They're like, I mean, they were a little worried at first. Like, no, not now. And then Tataro was like, yes, now, actually. This is it. <laughs> go, go, go. We go through space at this point. Yeah, we're in a void. All the stars are swirling and spinning around us. We're falling through all these crystal shards. There's like, you know, faces of some of our friends, some of them deceased, some of them missing. Yeah, it does. It does do a very close um, run by of Orshafont. And we're like, no, come back. Our love. We see the Warriors of Darkness. We, we mm-hmm. hear the audio clip again of them at the end when like, you know, hey, we did everything right in their frustration yeah. at, you know, their inability to save their world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we arrive on the first pretty shortly looking at a scene with, you know, a woman in white holding back a big fucking piss tsunami. <laughs> Yes. And then everything, like, we see her briefly. She looks over her shoulder, a blonde hair woman. The Oracle of Light. The name is the Oracle of Light. That's right. They do name her. And then briefly, she kind of she kind of winks at us. She's like, you like all this piss? And then everything goes stark white. Yeah. And then we cut to a black and white landscape. They're, like, full of ruins yeah, and look weird. like cherry trees. And A shade then wanders around this landscape in, a, in or the area in full warrior gear. Which is uh, very interesting. Yeah, it's like a dark warrior. Mm-hmm. And then we wake up in the purple forest. Everything is so purple. We get some narration here about, I don't know, a warrior's journey, bunch of stuff. You know, the usual Final Fantasy posturing and grandiose language about everything is really bright everything is very bright we're 10 minutes in we're in another world we're in another world everything the sky is just pearlescent golden god is making mimosas and he's not stopping and we see a camper out in the distance and he's got a nice chocobo he's this man he's got a big old pipe Mm -hmm. pops on his pipe what was his name i didn't write his name down it starts with a b I don't have his name done either. Okay. Unfortunately, it's, like, uh, it's not going to be relevant. It's like Brendan Brend, 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 sure. Lee Mulligan is there. And he, <laughs> Brendan, what are you doing? Damn it, Brendan. Um, we are, uh, he, he, he asks us what we're doing at this time of night, and we are a little incredulous. <laughs> because it's very bright out. It's extremely bright, and he says, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> it hasn't been dark at night for like 20 years. Yeah, this realm... You're a jokester. Yeah, this You're realm a funny is just one. always in Arctic summer. He directs us to the town nearby uh, for safety, you know, just so that we're not mugged in the middle of the night <laughs> by anyone. <laughs> he does also offer us a bottle. He's like, you just want to drink? <laughs> like, and we're like, ah, uh, we're good. He, he also says like, just so you know, there's a town nearby, yeah. which like, in hindsight, I'm like, 
there's a town nearby? You mean the only still functional city in the world? <laughs> I guess, yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. There is, there, there is a, a town, town nearby. One You're right. singular town. Um, it's better than the far towns. It's mm-hmm. the Crystarium. We, well, we kind of, well, like, well, we don't know. I don't know. Does he call it that? I think it does. And uh, we kind of solemnly walk towards it. And thus the title card is displayed. We get our title card. We get Shadowbringers. We go, ha! It's going to be a whole 10 episodes of me doing that. <laughs> and we just we walk very slowly across the landscape. Mm-hmm. They very wisely disable our mounts so that we can't ruin the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Uh, at the gate of the town, we're met by a very curt Viera in full armor, thank goodness, in contrast to Fran. Last yes. two episodes. No, was it this, two, this episodes or? Is... Yeah, two episodes ago, you had mentioned that uh, hopefully not all Viera are like this. And I was like, uh, just give it a sec. <laughs> She's dressed very sensibly for someone who goes into combat. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we must answer her questions three before she lets us sit down. <laughs> She's like, where are you from? And we're like, we're from Ulda. And she's like, that's not a place. I said, we're from the Soros. And she's like, why are you speaking like an idiot? <laughs> that's not, why, don't speak in riddles. Now I don't trust you. We're like, oh, but we, before we can really get to the heart of the matter, a Sin Eater appears. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Weird white gargoyle thing behind me. And, and that Sin Eater seemed to have a ring in its stomach. Yeah, the ring that the man that we just met on the road was wearing. So I guess he's dead now. He got it. No! Um, and before we are further questioned, we are met with creepy robed guy who summoned us before. It's our boy. It's our boy who's been calling it's our us stalker. the whole time. It's our wonderful stalker, but he's here to vouch for us. So we'll take that so that and we don't get like, sliced in half by this 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 beautiful warrior princess. Once he, once he shows up, she's like, oh, it's another one of yours. Okay, yeah, go on I in. Just, oh, God, this keeps happening. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna get into that attitude more later. We learn from him in the middle of broad nightlight that we were summoned. We were summoned here by him to the first. This was spelled out a little bit before because he said the path to the first will open. It's yada like, yada. I, tr- I tried to bring you into my quarters, but it just kind of dropped you in a field a few miles away. Sorry about that. Yeah, he turns out not very good at this summoning stuff from the internet interdimensional rift. Uh, he tells us about the plight of the land, the, about the flood of light. It's a luminous wave of ether that has consumed nine-tenths of the entire planet. Um, and those, who, there are, it's been forestalled, but those who died in the flood and whose ether have been effused with too much light because of the flood become what are known as sin eaters. They spread further light, light like a plague, you know, like any zombie movie. And with that uh, cheerful news, we take a nice uh, trip into the Crystarium, and we st- we finish our first quest. We also ask, like, hey, are our friends here? And he's like, sort of? It's complicated. I don't like that. City of the First is the following quest. Go for it, Alex. Yeah, I mean, so super so this is the crystarium this is the city this is like the primary city for this expansion it Mm -hmm. seems like very cool very different kind of like architectural design kind of kind of art deco but not quite lots of wrought iron everywhere lots of sort of intricate brickwork lots of like, like just like very distinct from anything that we've seen thus far also looks more like kind of like the crystal tower architecture from the actual crystal tower raids Mm. we did ages ago which always bugged me back then because that didn't look like anything else elegant that we ever saw after that point Mm. so having this look a bit more like that a little bit more baroque and a little bit more elegant in that way like it it 
maybe tie some stuff together, and I'm curious if we're going to find out more about the history of all of this construction. Well, here's the history of the Crystarium itself uh, as an idea. The Crystarium was to be the hub world for Final Fantasy XIV 1.0. At least it was a tech demo really? for this. Let me. Sh- I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to... Final Fantasy Rapture tech demo from E3 2005 that inspired Final Fantasy XIV's Crystarium. From 2005? Yeah, we'll take a look at this here. Do we have internet then? It has the same sound. It's yeah. the same song from 2005. And the same design. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This is just it. This is just this is just the the place. Basically, without the tower itself. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, just these domes of crystal... So yeah, it says uh, stated as the inspiration for the Crystarium we know and love. There's these there's these under under crystal markets and people just running around and sort of sparse trees and high bridge architecture, just like the Crystarium. It's very very interesting that they are able to pull from that. Yeah, it's totally. I mean, it's a good look. I'm glad they reused it. Yeah, yeah, that was smart. That was um, very intelligent from intelligent decision from an intelligent producer. Um, also, so we attune to all the ether and stuff, and because we are the rightful spell of the summoning, we should be able to just follow our uh, distant ether trail back to the source, unlike our friends, which yes. is convenient for plot. But we're able to teleport back to the other places, so we can do things like quests and dungeons and stuff, and just yeah, like exist in an MMO. Yeah, I always like, have to explain that. And like, like, so as part of this quest, we're asked. He wants us to like go around talk to different civic leaders to learn a bit more about the circumstances of everything going on here. Uh, and also, don't tell them we're from another world. Just mention that you're where from I'm from, which is a mystery that everyone's just kind of accepted at this point. So they'll just shrug it off, which is like, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's not pulling some Jedi mind tricks or maybe a a, a hint of gaslighting. Or also, people are just like, no, look, <laughs> this weird immortal patron built a sanctuary for us to live in. I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Are you? <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. So we are meant to. We are tasked with. Excuse me. To. Wow. Wow. Speak. We are tasked with speaking with three people across the city to get a brief history lesson and lay of the land. The first person that I go to, you can go to any of them. I went to uh, Moren. Yep, same. The long-haired gray librarian in the library up in the Crystal Library. And he goes, have you brought any books with you? He, he, he wants books really badly. And I He's said, yes, to- but I need this one at my ass to kill people. <laughs> I didn't have any books. He like- wants to give us a, a brief lesson on the modern history. So we get a nice little visual teaching moment. Um, what happened about 100 years ago was that a fiend called the Shadow Keeper or a being called the Shadow Keeper was slain by these horrible, awful people called the Warriors of Light. And then a horrible flood of light came in and sucked most of the planet dry of all its other elements. Um, but just before the last of the continent failed, uh, the Oracle of Light with her power came in from somewhere and she did stay the flood. Norvent was uh, thus spared the same fate as everyone else, but uh, the light kind of still fucked everything else up and they're still dealing with Sin Eaters. So that sucks. There's actually, and there's a small touch here I want I want to mention because I, I really like it, which is that like that this takes the form of a children's book. Yeah, and, and the fact that it takes the form of a children's book is, it's something I appreciate about a setting like this, especially one that is kind of like, not quite post-apocalyptic, but certainly like, hmm. a- apocalyptic. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
what I'm getting at is that it's a nice touch to show that like the time hasn't stopped, right? Yeah. That like the this has been going on for a long time. It's been going on for decades, for a century at this point, and people have continued to have kids, and those kids have needed to get taught about why yeah. are we surrounded by a giant wall of light. And so yeah, the, the you make a children's book and you teach like kids like the history of the world and why things are the way they are. And it's it's the kind of like thing that I don't know. It would be easy to just treat this world as some sort of like static place full of people who are like basically kind of walking dead almost, just kind of like resigned to their fate, despairing about the doom that is bearing down on them. And instead it's like, no, people are still finding ways to live. People are still finding ways to kind of have a kind of future, even with the specter of all of this hanging over them. I Mm. think it's cool. It is cool. Um, The second person we talked to is Catless, (laughs) not Katniss. Catless, Catless, Everqueen, the crafter hoe. Oh she tells God. us that the <laughs> Crystal Tower is just fucking appeared one day. People just started forming a village around it for shelter from the Sin Eaters since they, I don't know, they for some reason stayed away from it. She also uh, semi justifies his the 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 secrecy for the homeland stuff, and I didn't really. She get mentions it. she just, she talks about all of that, and like she mentions that the X art doesn't seem to age, which is odd but whatever the exarch is also made of rocks which is also odd <laughs> okay it's like the least thing least odd thing about him person three is braggy the cat man well he's a lion man he's not he's not a he's not a cat boy but he's a lion man there's a difference and his whole thing is like hey you know all the races that you know from the from the, your world they're all called different things here yeah do you want to know what they're all called and i was like i sure don't and he was like let's go <laughs> for all of them it's like okay i'm not going to remember any of these <laughs> uh he did yeah he went through uh most of them but yeah it's he does m- m- misrace us <laughs> to do so we're like what i'm not that um but whatever the that's basically his deal the we meet up again with the crystal exarch after then who then fesses up that the the crystal tower is actually the same one it's a copy pulled from our world transported to the first how and he says, I don't know when I took it from. And I said, what do you mean, when? <laughs> the time stuff is going to get weird. <laughs> and he says, don't worry about it. Uh, he's kind of, he, he, I'm getting the idea that he's kind of a reckless motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I get it. He doesn't have a so, ton of options. He's a little like, short for time. <laughs> world's going to end either way. So just try doing stuff. <laughs> Let's go inside. Let's go inside and hopefully find our friends that are just there, right? Please? Definitely hanging around. Travelers of Norvant. And we're, yeah, Travelers best. of Norvant. And then, oh, look, it's the Adler Planetarium again. <laughs> it is big. He's like, welcome to my study. And I'm like, what do you do in here? It's a big, empty room full I, of, like, blue floors full with stars and guilt. I am the world's foremost expert of blue, star- <laughs> blue floors, stars, and guilt. If you need... <laughs> If you need any of those three things analyzed and explained, I am here. That's what I do. Uh, he, listen, okay, this is weird. He's, he t- explains to us that, like, um, because time flows a little differently than that of the source, your friends have actually been here for a lot longer than you think they have. Yeah, it's like Narnia rules. It's like mm-hmm. time flows differently between the two worlds, but it doesn't. It isn't consistent either. Yeah. So sometimes, like a month in our world is a year here. Sometimes a month in our world is like ten years here. It flows without seeming rhyme or reason, and conveniently for the video game's sake, we are in a period of near equivalence. So that works out. Thancred's been here for five years. Uh huh. Uh I've been in Chicago for five years. Yeah, can you imagine that? Being stuck in 
in of another in the planet. First. Oh Christ! Ishtol and Ariandra have been here for three years. Yes, and uh, God damn it, Crystal Exarch, you suck ass. The Th- Thancred appeared naked, of course. He's just hanging out, as is his wont. Um, it's and the 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 twins have been here just one year, basically. So they, they in order of suck, that's how long they've been here. <laughs> and, and there's a weird thing I don't quite get here. Either this is going to make more sense later, or it's just like a pure story contrivance. They're here, but unlike me, who did it successfully and I'm fully formed and can travel back and forth, they're here as like, they're corporeal in this world, but they're not really connected to their bodies in a way that would let them go back. So they're stuck here. It's just their souls, though, even though you can see and touch them. Well, I mean, souls and bodies are made of ether, even though I guess one is immaterial, but like, something caused it to materialize. Yeah, okay. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get into this. Anyway, maybe. Point, point being that, like, you know, we're going to need to find a way to get them all home. But before we can even do that, we've got a bigger problem, which is that Uriandre had a vision. Yeah, so, like, everyone saw, everyone saw stuff in the interdimensional rift, but Uriandre saw the future. Yeah, and his vision was that the first, this world, is going to rejoin the source, our world, and bring about the eighth calamity, which will result in many deaths, including mine. Yep. And so (laughs) all of the other um, scions decided to stay here and begin searching for a way to save both home, both these worlds from destruction. And they're like, Hey, we have the answer. Actually. Um, If we just eliminate all the sin eaters, we will stop the calamity from coming. And I'm like, that seems easy. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We can, I've killed so many things. I can kill so many more. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's our plan. But, um, yeah, so they just said, fuck, we can't, we like, we would love to go back, but we need to fix this because we can't just go back to a world that's going to explode again. So, um, we, that basically ends that quest as far as my notes are concerned. Um, a little bit, a little bit more here. Oh, um, fuck. He, he's like, look, go track them down yourselves if you don't trust me. We're like, okay, we'll do that. He's like, let me show you around town a little bit more. Look, hey, um, so, Everything is still called Gil here because that's we stole next, Gil from... That's the next quest. Is it the next quest? Yes. Oh, okay. I was right. You were right. Ah. Yeah, what's that quest called? Travelers of Norvrent. Oh, yeah. That's, this isn't travel... Never mind. Let's keep going. Is it, I'm, I'm not wrong. I refuse to believe I'm wrong. I'm probably, I thought we were on Travelers of Norvrent. City of the... Son of a bitch. <laughs> ah. Okay, we were. I just put this in the wrong space. Yeah, we were, we were, we were. You mentioned it. No! No! Okay. That's right. No, that that starts right after the three-person chore. I forgot. Bunch of weird contrivances here. Like, oh. Gil still works here because when he pulled in the crystal tower, they sp- found Now I've Queen said too much, it. and I can't edit myself out to make it look good. They have elegant <laughs> tombstones, and for the first time I realized that the tombstones look like iPhones. And our character is not pleased about it. He's like, no! Tombstones. <laughs> Why must I grind? And then he's like, oh, you want to send items back and forth? Let me... Oh, I'm actually... I forgot about this. Oh, she doesn't pop back up for the rest of these quests we're going to talk about. No, 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 no. no they, uh, yeah. in, in order to communicate back with our world, he summons into existence a weird orange sexy pixie lady? I think it's a man. It's it's a man. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think Fayol's a dude. Okay, well he's he's very energetic and he's very Scottish. Yeah, absolutely. And he's like, ooh, I want to make a pact with you. So we do a glowy hand thing, and we now we're in a pact with him, and now we can dispatch him to our world to send messages and retrieve things. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, who do you want to send a message to first, to Taru 
or Cryo. Cryo. <laughs> I love Tataru. I'm picking Cryo. Cryo will know what to do. Cryo will is less likely to freak out. <laughs> okay. And then he shows me the inn, which is a cool giant open tower with full of bridges and water. And I'm like, man, everything here is cool. For a world on the edge of oblivion, this hotel room is very opulent. Mm-hmm. And then we go to our hotel room and we're like, oh, man, I... So, like, we had a layover, like, in the middle of the void, and then, you know, the time change is really fucking me up. We need to get some sleep. But open the window. It's still bright. Fuck! (laughs) We're so jet-lagged. A shadowy figure pops into existence behind us. Fucking fucking cat boy summoned me from across the rift, and now I've got the worst jet lag of my life. Yes, it turns out, uh, and it turns out the Warrior of Darkness, the Warrior of Darkness, the actual one from all the way back then, is also here as a ghost. So, you know, that's going on too. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. And he's, what does he say? Well, first he's surprised that we can hear him. Yeah, well, he's like, oh, God, what are you doing here now? That's curious. And we're like, me? What about you? And then he's like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Little Casper moment. <laughs> His real name is Ardbert, and yeah. he's been trapped here as an invisible ghost for decades. I'm surprised he knows how to talk. And then he immediately, I like have notes here that says, I'm surprised he knows how to talk. And then he immediately says, yeah, I lost all of my faculties. But when you were summoned, like something in my soul just sharpened up. And I was like, I'm going to go to the pendants. I don't know why. I'm just going to do it. Um, and then he's pretty freaking doubtful that we can actually even do anything. Uh, and then he warns us before he goes that the world is very weary of heroes. Yeah. Given given its history with the Warriors of Light. So we're like, I'm oh, we better not, how that's going to go. We better not tell everyone that we are known as a Warrior of Light back home. Oh, yeah. I bet that doesn't go. I bet that wouldn't go well. No. And also, like, he t- mentions that all of his friends in Minfilia and everyone have all kind of dissolved at this point, which I'm sad about because I wanted to spend more time with his friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when we go back to the Crystal Exarch after a night's rest, he gaslights us <laughs> a again. A night's rest? You mean us lying on the bed staring at the ceiling? Yeah, basically. Uh, hey, I've been there. He says, wow, a ghost in your independence? I don't believe it's haunted. You must be tired. And ugh, you're I can't stupid. deal with this you're now. St- you're like so dumb. I can't deal with how dumb you are. I can time travel and summon people from across different planets, but ghosts? No, thanks. That's not real. Also, I'm made of rocks, but ghosts? He is, he is half made of rocks. He's, I am, he's turning I crystal. am increasingly believing that, like, I am increasingly believing that he has just completely mentally abused the entire population <laughs> of the Crystarium into doing his bidding and not questioning anything. Is this secretly the villain of the whole piece? We get to fight him at the end in a oh big epic raid as, like, the, as, the, the, as the music kicks in? Probably. Uh, home! <laughs> okay, right. info. Alphano and Alisay are the two we should probably go track down first. Yes. Alphano is apparently trying to figure out what's going on with this town on the edge of the water where all the rich people have fucked off to. Yeah. And Alisay is in the barren barren wastes at a different edge of the world where she studies the enemy, the Sin Eaters. Yeah. At this point, he does show us a map of Norvrent and like around this time, maybe a little later, I kind of hold us and I, I I do a bit of a... Not a spoiler, but I kind of solve a bit of the puzzle for him here because we needed. I needed. Like, I don't feel like he spoiled this. Not like, this really. Is a good thing to do. But like, like, yeah, because like, 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 it's one of those things secret. that I just like wish I had kind of picked up sooner for myself. And I was like, it's not really. I pointed out that like, hey, isn't it like? Does this map look like anything? I was like, there's a there's a desert and a forest and. <laughs> it looks like Arizona. Yeah. Like the yeah, continents like, it looks are like the southern tip of. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a reflection. <laughs> 
It's a reflection of Eorzea. Yeah. Like you can see where Ulda would be. You can see where um, Limsa Luminsa would be. All yeah, yeah. Uh, Ulda, Limsa, Gridani, all of it. And like the, the Crystal Tower is... Where it is. Where it is. <laughs> Which lends credence to, you know, the claim that this is actually just the Crystal Tower, right? Like, weird. They're just like this whole... And we don't really know. Is there just like this connection of the Crystal Tower between all the shards or like... What can well, you do? I don't know. You see, it's like if you folded a piece of paper in half and then punctured mm. a pencil through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically that. Um, we get to choose now, at this point, between whether or not we want to recruit Alfino and Alize. And that's just because of they're closer, I guess. And we did Alize first. We did Alize first. I did have to kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say that this was, in my opinion, the better way to experience the story. <laughs> and those who know, know. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right, I... But my thing, I got to edit that out. So we end up uh, searching for Alice by making by way of making our way to the desert, and we get uh, we we catch a ride from the Amaro trainer. The Amaro is kind of the it's a it's like a flying camel. No, that's with, for off enough for this. Oh, we're, is it with the merchant caravan for this? We're with oh, um, we're with Amarang. All right, so we we then go up. Cool. All right, so we search for LSA in the merchant caravan that is provided for us, and we head towards the desert, which I guess makes sense because, like, uh, it's just it's just like the neighboring region, right? So, and like, and as we're going, like the mm-hmm. the head merchant, he's like, you know, he's showing us all of like the enormous giant structures, all these ancient redstone fortresses that you know that you used to stand here, and how like the the calamity of light basically brought everything to its knees. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just like you know, in like he look like even the people who survived it don't really come here anymore. They've all fled inland. Like not a whole lot of people live out here anymore. That brings us through the quest in search of Alice. That brings us to the quest, the city of Mord, which yes. is takes us to the village of Mord, where some of the survivors still hang out. Um, oh, the Mord are kobolds in this world. Yay! And we meet one, uh, Genjen. Genjen. Oh, I didn't write the Mord's names down. I should have. Whatever. It's like the kobolds here, much like in our world, dig up lots of valuable relics, making it one of the few areas that merchants still come by. So to fit in here, we need to participate in a local custom, which is just buy anything at all from the market. Yes. Cheap or expensive. If you leave without buying something, they will hate you. And so the Exarch sent us with a piece of Verbuart gold to buy something, because I guess... Gil still works here, but he sent us with the gold anyway. Like, a v- a Verbert? Verbert? I don't Verbert. Know. Gold. Verbert. Verbert gold is, uh, I don't know. It's a, a treasure. It's treasure, you know. Like, sure, Gil works, but, like, imagine if somebody brought a f- fucking a, an emerald to trade for you. You'd be like, holy shit, that's valuable. Well, everyone in the market is, is obsessed with it, so they all rush over to try and get a, me to buy their stuff. And then Gengen is like, why don't you spend it on food so you don't need to carry anything? So then we we visit uh, the food merchant and use the sniper interface to select which food we want to order. Uh-huh. And we're like, how much? We got flatbread. We got worms. We got lizard meat. We got frog skewers. Yeah, but the flatbread is like got nasty squish cactus in it. I've had cactus. Cactus is good. I have had cactus too, and it's not not for me. Okay, it's real bitter and <laughs> real wet and slimy. So, so I bought the, uh, the the frog skewers and I gave him the coin. He's like, great. This coin buys you sixty five skewers. I bought the slabs of lizard meat, and that brought me that bought me, I think, ten of those, ten or eleven, some random number like that. Which was, I mean, those are huge slabs of meat. Yeah, they, they cut, and like we're tr- we did our best to eat them all, but we can't eat that much food, so we, we just share it around food, with and everyone. Also, it's gross. <laughs> the character, our characters look so exhausted. Yeah, and just doubled over. Um, cool. 
that's it. <laughs> we got to work off that meal in the quest working off the meal. Yeah, okay. We've got to so, do a dumb little search and interact quest. We, we I have a note here that I have a, yeah, I have a note here. It says in all caps, dumb, thonton, tonton, mil, mol, mil, 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 fuck you. That's right. I mean, this quest <laughs> just exists so that we can run into Tesline. Mm-hmm. Tesline is a blonde girl who is also here in the market, and we cross paths with her, and she's like, oh, you're looking for Alice? She works for, with uh, me with, like, at the hospice. You should, um, you, she's been doing a lot of guard duty there. You should uh, come, on, come with me. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's the end of that quest, and we start the next quest, a desert crossing. We cross the desert. Neat. That's the end of that quest. We kill some stuff with her. Yeah, basically. Uh, cool. We just, Tesling does make a quick mention of the afflicted. And we're yes. like, what? And she's like, uh, you'll find out. Following in her footprints. Okay. We get to this place, which is like, kind of like a, it's like a little like hospice in place mm-hmm. set up in a rock hollow. And Alice is out on patrol. So we're going to go find her. And it wouldn't be a desert section of the game without more hidden footprints. There are hidden footprints. Look, <laughs> more hidden footprints. We have to follow Look, all the hidden footprints. More hidden footprints. Literally, this desert just, it ends at a giant crystal wall of light with a bunch of like ruined fortresses. And it's like, wow, so we're on the edge of it. Like the world just ends beyond this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get to the end and we hear her voice. <laughs> she said, we hear her voice saying, get back here. <laughs> and then a, a sin eater, eater flies from the top of like a balcony or whatever the hell. And, and jumping from the top, leaping with rapier out in hand is Alice. It's like... It's like 120 feet down. She just jumps in like vertical leap. She sees us as she's falling. She's like, (gasps) (laughs) and then she attacks him. You know what? Maybe like, maybe they are just like etheric projections because she would have broken both her legs, her soul legs. But yes, she ends up dashing in, slicing that scene eater to death and walking over to us. Uh, she, my God, she's really happy to see. Us. Yeah, she's gotten bits and pieces of news. Basically, like every new scion who got sucked in has had slightly more information from from the source to like update them on. But still, mm-hmm. no one knows what's happening. She kind of re-explains the plight and her determination to help, just as the Exarch sort of said she would. She explains that the etheric harmony is shattered, and uh, with 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 these sin eaters, people's etheric harmony is shattered. They become twisted visages, affected with light that we already know. But sin eaters basically are only base instinct. Uh, they they only feed and multiply, and also like they plant seeds inside of the, inside people they attack they sometimes multiply. and turn them into other sin eaters. Yeah, that's it's vile. And so what's going on back at kind of this little like this this camp they have set up back at, in the Rock Hollow is that people who have been been so afflicted basically come there to kind of live out their last days. Zombies of light ate my neighbors. Next quest is culling their tanks. Yeah, ranks, ranks. I have it written down as tanks, and I'm like, that's not right, but that's very funny. So I said it anyway. <laughs> and and so kill Alice, a few. yeah, and it's like, hey, sin eaters not so dangerous individually. It's when they swarm that they get dangerous, and the big ones. They swarm around the big ones. They're attracted to more, more. They're attracted to ether, and big ones have big ethers, so they're like, ooh, shiny. And we also do get a scene here in which it becomes very clear, like how much Alice and Tesline get along. Mm-hmm. Like they are pretty close, having worked here for a while. Yeah, a purchase of fruit is the next quest. I am not for sale. Let's help Tesla. <laughs> Let's okay. help Tesline with the chore. Tesline is like, hey, there's like, a, there's a, a little pale child here who is pretty far gone, but he really, really, really likes fresh fruit. So, um, we can we can tend to some patients while she goes out to buy that fruit, and I guess we just go massage them. I guess 
Yeah, and so we go back to the market in the village, and Ron Ron is like, hey, you overpaid for the frog skewers even, so you can just have the fruit. And Alice is like, I've never seen them give stuff away before. How much did you spend? Holy shit. Don't worry about it. I don't know. I just got here. And then she grabs some honeyed worms so that she can bribe way to the top of the local tower so that, you know, we can go up top and we can gaze over the landscape and she can kind of, you know, reflect on her life this last year. Mm, mm. Which is like, you know, hey, out there beyond the wall of light is an empty white void, like more of a desert even than the burn. The burn looked kind of like a scorched, almost like Saharan lifeless desert. This just looks like the ground is flat. This just looks like an empty Photoshop document. It is just, there is, it is zilch out there. I don't know why I specified Photoshop. It could have been any document. I don't know. Maybe it's because I do all that pixel art for our Discord. You do do pixel art for our Discord. We have emotes now. We have some more emotes now. We have some, (laughs) got a bad Asahi bowl there too. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, she also, um, she also kind of jokingly mentioned that she has some choice words with the Exarch regarding the timing of her summons because she is, not pleased that she she's not pleased that and feels pretty bad that she meant, begged us to not leave her side and then was promptly whisked away. Uh, but her m- aim is to do some good here to make up for her absence back home, which is really sweet. It is well, while still admitting that she feels pretty helpless because the 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 people who are afflicted by the sin eaters, it really seems un- incurable. Mm-hmm. Like once once you've been gotten, there's no way to heal it back. You're just you're just on an ex- on an inexorable road towards transformation or death. That's fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. The next quest Let's is called... Let's go give this kid his nectarine. Yeah, the next tag is called The Time Left to Us. Um, and it's and I have you know or, here that there's a... Well, as soon as we get back to town... Or, or like... I'm not sure I got the implication right here. We hand over the nectarine, and they're like, he's having a good day today, so we'll hold on to it. I was like, wait, so they're going to hold on to it until he needs poisoning? Is that what I'm supposed to take from until, this? Like, yeah, they're going to give him as much time as he can have and then they give him his favorite fruit full of poison so that he can die in peace i mean yeah okay okay the time left to us is the next quest yeah time next to us is the next quest it's just just like, is it's just how i don't know i've never had to go through actually putting someone to, to death in euthanasia or anything personally so i'm not going to comment about the veracity of that scene but it was very impactful to me yeah <laughs> the idea it, it, it stuff is really bad here the uh, Steo scene, basically, we go with the time left to us. We try to enjoy what we have here. The camera pans kind of to the nectarine while Tesseline is off in the back. Cook stirring some pot. Stew, pot, roast, pot roast. Pot, something in a pot. Some pot. And, and, some, and, and some Tesseline pot. shares her story, which is that um, she came here with her mother because her mother like uh, was infected and was showing the signs. Yeah. And she couldn't accept what needed to be done. So they traveled like, you know, across the entire land basically to get here to try and receive the mercy of a painless death. She said people here learn to appreciate the small moments, so she got good at cooking. And I was like, man, I I hope we get to spend more time with people actually suffering this reflection, because this is like humanizing the people who are going through this is really powerful and really important, and I hope this is not kind of like the the last of this. Um, We'll see. People, um, yeah, did you mention they come up for long distances to receive this mercy? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Great, I'll check that off. Okay, Zach. Okay. Anyway, no, I just was like, I have it noted here, and I just, I must have, Mm -hmm. I must have just zoned out when you were talking because I'm a really attentive friend. She often wishes. uh, She mentioned makes mention of a warrior of darkness that could come end her suffering, sort of. 
uh, or her struggles with this. Or, 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 or like take them off for her, right? Yeah. Almost like step in and do the yeah. role for her. Sort of a prophesized kind of grim reaper who will take away the light. And suddenly all, like while we're, she's explaining this sort of folk tale, the afflicted are all very drawn to something. And Halric is gone. Yes. Halric is gone. The kid we got the fruit for. We, we have to go find him. And this time there are no hidden footprints. Nope. We just um, search and we fight some monsters. And finally, Alice catches up with us. And we have no idea where he is. And then a bunch of Sunnitas fly overhead, including a creepy white angel. Which is one of the ones, the nasty ones that can kind of do the whole conversion thing. Yeah. And then... We go find... Yeah, we go... Uh, we're going to talk through the scene and I got a couple thoughts about it. Yeah. So we fly, we run after it, and it's confronting Halric, and it looks like it's prepared to strike him down, and so Tesleen leaps in and cuts its wing off, and then it immediately gets... Uh, it, 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 it immediately stabs her to the chest and implants her with the whole seed of light thing. And like, and she's just got, and she like, she delivers a few ex- final lines. She says, you know, hey, like, we all deserve happiness wherever we can find it. No one should die in pain. She kind of begs for her mother. It's really tragic. She collapses. She's glowing from the inside out. She's screaming. She begins barfing white sand while Halric is watching unemotionally. And then her eyes turn blue and she starts weeping and calcifying. And then she transforms into a giant cocoon covered in feathers from which emerges another sin eater winged and weeping from its black eyes. And then the first one flees as the remnants of Tesleen in the new sin eater beg for our forgiveness before flying off, leaving only the cutoff wing behind. Holy shit. Home, Nightmare fuel. Welcome to Shadowbringer. This is this is the most horrifying thing I think I have ever seen in this game. It's <laughs> it's tragic. It's you not even think? just it's <laughs> not even just it's not even grotesque really. It's just heartbreaking and <laughs> fucked up and really really <laughs> harrowing to watch. Woo! Oh yeah. And the most fucked up part of it, the bit that I can't quite figure out is like Look, the Sin Eater was like kind of looking like it was going to cut Halric down. Halric was just watching. I'm not entirely convinced that they're not almost like a hive mind or like a tele- telepathic thing or something. And Halric, the kid who she cared about, wasn't like kind of almost like an active participant in this plot to lure her away and get her got. I don't know. I think that that big Sin Eater just kind of had like a shopping list. And they're like, I just need one. And it just like came and just like got her they just and was recruited good. one. Because because of like where we see her later, I mean maybe they're like building. That's up true. A, we are going to see her later. Yeah. Oh boy, we're going to see her later. Yes, we are. Yes, sorry. Spoilers if you're a first time listener. Again, we're just trying to we're just we're just trying to make sense of things as they happen, and like sometimes that draws from means pulling from the future. But yeah. Alice yeah. is very messed up by this. And well, she's we're like, all messed up. Alice is like, I can't even talk to the other caregivers. Can you please talk to them? I don't even know how to process this. Yeah, holy shit. No, gotcha. Okay, uh, tears in the sand. Next quest. Uh, it's time for us to leave. We're going to go, uh, and we're going to go. And the other care- the other caretakers are like, "We're thank you for bringing Halric back. We don't blame you for what happened. Um, Alice decided it's time to move on. We agree with that. That's good. She's got things. She's got bigger fish to fry. We recognize that. Uh, good luck. Okay. And Alice is like, I have a new goal. We need to correct the imbalance. And I'm like, hmm, maybe we need to carry some darkness back into the world. Like we were like a, like a shadow bearer. Like a, like a, like a, yeah. Like a, like a, like a dark haver. A dark haver. Yeah, that's it. Dark havers. 
So we get back to the Crystarium, and that's the end of that. Okay. Crystarium's Christar- like, see? See, isn't it bad? I told you it was bad. See? And we're like, we didn't actually, like, okay. all right, cool, jeez. Let's, let's go find Alpha No. <laughs> like, yeah. and this is the point where I still was like, okay. So oh, well, well, Alice is off here, like, helping, like, people turning into, like, zombie gargoyles. But it sounds like Alpha No is, like, you know, hobnobbing it up with the rich people at their resort town. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's basically. what it sure sounded like. Yeah, he just went to, he went to Yulemore. And he's spoiler alert for the audience. I was wrong <laughs> about was like, a lot of that. He was like, "Yeah, all right. Guess we're going to go to the resort town. Yeah, it's a resort town of of sorts. It's a fucking last resort town." Uh, at the start of the quest, we talk to the Amaro trainer uh, to fly to the island of Calusia. An Amaro is like a, a gray camel with four wings, basically. I've got like a goat griffin. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's inter- It's it's cute. I like it. Um. The, the narration mentions that mentions interestingly that it's a, the world is captured in a painting, you know, as an interesting kind of foreshadowing yes. line of narration there. Um, it's we, just completely, it just, it's also as a reference to the stillness of light and how everything is uh, becoming stagnant in this planet. Yeah. This is a big island with a big flashy resort. Opulent, opulent. palace on a little, little spindle sticking out of the sea with mm-hmm. a big old shanty town off on the, on the shoreline. Yeah, it looks kind of like a. It's like. It's like if if late stage capitalism ran Limsa Lominsa. You know what it reminds me of, actually. What it reminds me of, Floop's Castle from the movie Spy Kids. I'm gonna take your word for it because I haven't seen Spy Kids in at least 25 years. I haven't either, but it made me think of this. <laughs> okay, well we head off to Spy Kids Town. Actually, we don't. We had no, we, we land we, on the like shore, um, but uh, there's no way in. Like yeah. you know, before we go, the, the, the are very before down. we go, the guy, the Amaro keep warns us. You know, on this part of town, it's actually probably the people you should be worried about. <laughs> yes, the sin eaters are no, are less prevalent here, but the people are no less dangerous. It's like mm, might be a little less dangerous than the, what just what just happened, but I don't no, know. Pretty dangerous. Yulmore kind of fancies themselves the masters of what remains in the world, though uh, the Crystarium does not really agree with that. Uh, we learn at one point the two cities were allies in the fight against light, but now that uh, things that re- leadership has changed and tensions are high, and we had best not mention any of our ties to the Exarch while we are here. Yes, we're going to keep it on the DL. Uh, still tied is the following quest. We are instructed to find a person named Eibor at a shack down the coast and offer him a symbolic sprig of time to let him know we are to be trusted. That's how we get to the intel. That's how we know, you know that, that he knows we're, we're one of the good guys. Yes. Uh, the lion man uh, named Abor is at the shack, and he estimates that Alfino will eventually show up at a, a nice tavern in a, in a local village. Um, so we go there and we wait for him. Man, like, literally, this is like, literally everything outside of that city is made of dirty wood. It is like the shantiest of shanty towns. Yeah, this, it is, is, <laughs> this is a slum. Mm-hmm. So we settle in for a flagon of mead, or we would if he'd accept my coin, which, like, I guess they don't use gill here either. Yeah, like, we just <laughs> we just had an entire, like, five-minute rant from the Crystal Exarch about how our, our gill is totally fine. So to, and then the, the moment we get out to spending it, they're like, actually, don't. So to stall for time, I guess, we got to go kill some pests in the vegetable garden. Oh, my God. And then, and then yeah. Like, so we go kill the bugs, and then we knock on the door. The guy who's supposed to be watching, and then finally we burst through the door, and it's abandoned, and it's only rats in there. And it's like, what's going on? And we go back to the barkeep, and he's like, huh, I guess he went to join all the other hopefuls. Barkeep's but, a lady. Sorry. The barkeep, she is like, huh, guess he went to join all the other hopefuls. <laughs> what, you don't know what Thank that means? You. I'm not going to explain it here. Enjoy your drink. 
all right, cool. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, <laughs> and then a mysterious figure walks in. And so it's very obviously Alpha No, despite the fact that the camera won't show us his face. But he is wearing a sweet poncho. He starts speaking, and it's Alpha No's voice, but his head is still hidden behind a flagon. And then finally, the camera pulls around and reveals that it's Alpha No. And I was like, thank you. I'm oh. 30 seconds ahead of you. He is it in a new outfit. could have been any number of white-haired protagonist <laughs> supporting characters Who from speak this with game. that accent. Yes. Which is at least one. <laughs> He's here and he's brought some barley seeds and, you know, he's like super happy to see us and we's like, oh, thank God you're here. And we immediately start debriefing. He tells us about what's going on. We tell him about what's going on back home. He tells us more about Oriandra's vision and about how some formless Garlean weapon is the key to the next calamity, which is the black rose gas, which is how this is all going to tie, to get, tie together, I guess. Mm-hmm. The Garleans are yeah. really determined to deploy that thing at scale. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. first things first, you know... um, we uh, have to deal with the existential threat that we have here, which is the Sin Eaters. Yep, yep, yep. Alphano brought himself here. Well, he explains he brought himself here to f- try and find solutions with those who have the authority to administer them. Good on you. That's what you're good at. Open arms, closed gate. We're going to gate town. Woo! Yep, we need to get into the city. But first, got to save an old lady from a Sin Eater for some reason. Help! We rush off to her. We kill it. Alphano got lost on the way to the fight, but catches up to us. Help! And she's like, ah, oh, my poor old bones. Guess I need to go down to the town with the rest of them. Nothing left for me here anymore. Yes. Everyone wants to get into the city. Everyone, they're really hammering it in how badly everyone wants to get into that city. Uh, they're just hammering, hammering it in, and they won't stop hammering it in. I wish they would, but they keep going. We'll go to Gate Town, and at, the, at there, at that place, at to there, we learn that the gate itself is called Open Arms. Which are pretty fucking unopened most of the time. Yeah, I think it's ironic. A grimy man kind of runs up to us and asks us to show him some tricks up our sleeve. And by sleeve, I mean underpants. And Alfino shoes him away. <laughs> Go away. And then there's a trumpet because you know who's here? These two Harlequins, one in blue and one in red. Why does the game keep doing this? <laughs> and the, yeah, the Calcabrina music does play. <laughs> kind of the, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, they're kind of Zorn and Thorn-esque. Which is from Final Fantasy Nine, you know, Calcarina Red. It's a trope in Final Fantasy, and there's another one. They're like, "Yes, here, yeah, here, yeah." We're and looking for somebody who can make fish pretty good. The, the, do like the Snowpiercer thing, yeah. where like they have like the like all like the 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 poor people who have all the actual skills are trapped on the outside, and occasionally they send like this, these emissaries out to like pull them in so that they can be useful to the rich people. Yeah, like the, the, these are the Tilda Swintons. So then. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god <laughs> that's what they're called that's what they're called now that's great so then alpha no starts explaining how the actual thing is working out it's like look in there the noble and wealthy are living out their last days in decadence and they're like they draw in people to serve them basically if they have specific skills so the only way to get inside is to present yourself as having a skill that is needed so that you get brought inside um inside mm-hmm. the gates one Rogadin woman steps forward. Not Rogadin. What's her? What's the? Hold on, I gotta scroll up. I'm sorry, I misraced her. Hold on, I did write them down. I did write them down. The Galgent. Galgent. The Galgent woman. Um, oh, now I gotta find her. I gotta find my place again. Hold on, this is really good, valuable time I'm spending. The Galgent woman steps forward and says, "Hey, I could cook fish pretty good. Just marinate them in a little lemon, throw throw them in the oven." Maybe with a little, little parsley. It's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. And that's it. And they're like, and great, they're, you're in. 
yeah, the Tildes um, recruit her. But everyone looks at the Tildes with uh, expectant eyes. And they then, oh, silly us. You know, we almost forgot to reward everyone for helping us find somebody we need. Here, you all get food. It's called meal. M-E-O-L. Meal. A food stuff that and everyone, more they just sort of give out. And, and it's everyone cheers. Weird. Uh, what are your thoughts about meal? Well, so I don't like it because like, we're going to look around the town a little bit here and they're going to draw a lot of attention to the fact that there's a lot of meal around and people love it and it's delicious. And I, I got to tell you, I'm making a called shot here. I think meal is made of people. People? I think, I think that's, I think, I think it was a dark secret behind meal that we're going to find out. And the most obvious one is that it's made of people. Alfino just sort of said, he's like, eh, don't, I don't like this stuff either. Uh, it just says it leaves a bad taste in his mouth, which is, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that joke leaves a bad taste in my mouth. This contest is why Alfino hasn't really gotten in yet because he hasn't figured out a thing, but. Because he has no skills. No, he has no skills whatsoever. Unskilled labor. Could not land the three pointer. Oh my gosh. Uh the he does have a have a plan to get in that it just hasn't come to fruition yet, but he explains to us. He does he does say here the problem is that they're completely dependent on handouts instead of doing things for themselves, which like I get what he's getting at, and like, yeah. and they're going to flush it out a bit, and it's more coherent than that. But as a first, he does like, sound like a bootstrapper. Yeah, it's a little bit like I mean, they get free food here, Alphano. The world is ending. I'm cutting them a little bit of slack. <laughs> yeah, we should probably not judge them so harshly. Uh, yes, his plan involves a tribe of people called the Ondo, who are the reflections of the Sahagan, basically. Uh, the Alphano boldly reached out to them. The Alphano? Did I say that? I think I no. did. Uh, Alphano has reached out to them. Yeah, well, somehow he did. I don't know. Be, be, yeah, he does actually. Okay, he explains it a bit more immediately here, which is that the actual problem he sees mm. is that the, this place, because of the distortion, distorting effect of like you know of the the big opulent city, all the productivity of the surrounding area gets si- siphoned into people just hanging out in Gate Town as opposed to trying to like do anything, which re- results in a compounding effect where all the people out in the countryside lose resources to people coming to Gate Town to just hang out here and get meal, which just accelerates stuff getting worse. Right. But and then you're right, he has a plan to get in using the local Ando, or as we would know of them, Sahagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he turns out the Ando kind of ironically love land fruit. Um, and they would gladly trade pearls for them. Um, surely we could get into Yulmore with such a lucrative business venture as somebody as a supplier of pearls. That would make us useful. Yeah, this is a good idea. The rich people love pearls. Hopefully nothing goes wrong and nobody overhears us and tries to take advantage of our loudmouth stupidity. Alphano's like, I'm good at this now. I've come a long way since buying samurai swords without negotiating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Turn, the, turns out a cat boy with blue hair stole our shit. Yep, we get sure to did. we get to we get to uh, we get to the the neighboring town. They're like, "Oh, we gave it to your lackey, the uh, blue haired cat boy," and we're like, "What? We didn't order a blue haired cat boy? I didn't know I could. I didn't know I could. I would have ordered one forever ago." So we, tr- wow. So we track him down immediately, and this kid we get him. He's just a kid, and he's, he looks oh, scared, he's, and we just accost him, uh, and he confesses right away. God, he no, he's so cute. He's like, look, I just He's I like, need no, to get out of the city. No, it's am desperate. All my friends got in. I'm so lonely. I'm tired. I'm so damn it. I'm so good. God damn it. He's so cute. Fine. You can have the pearls. He, he, he made a promise to his friends that they'd all get in there and live in paradise together. His eyes go all wide and he mews at us. It's like, okay, fine. We'll find another way in. You can to, have just, this. I just and, want to pet him. 
<laughs> okay. So now we need a new plan. Yeah. Fortunately, Alfano justifies this because he's like, all right, listen. Um, ugh. For him, for this guy, it was you more or death. For Alfano, he's like, Alfano, he'll be fine, right? He can always go back to yeah. the Crystarium. He'll be fine. So um, we need another plan. Good thing we spot a body on the beach immediately. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, we'll we'll sell that body to Yulmorans, right? Yeah, that's how it works. No, we rush the body side. Because they're going to make meal out of it. <laughs> we don't get the resolution on that in this quest line, but I, <laughs> I want to know where meal comes from. I really do. Okay. We rush to his side and we cure his injuries and mm. we ask him what happened. And he's like, well, I was an artist. I was a painter. And I was invited to the city, but the pa- my patrons who invited me in didn't like my style, so they kicked me out of the street, where being penniless and homeless was a crime, so I was brought before the court, but run by the Lord, and he said, and I said, I just want to leave, and they were like, you can leave then, and they threw me in the ocean, and I washed up on the beach, and then you found me and cured my wounds, and they were sitting around a fire telling the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing him in the ocean from what was probably, I don't know a 50 story drop yes i'm amazed he's alive <laughs> we're all amazed he's alive and he's like ah i mean i guess he was lucky he was, badly he was very close to death until we healed him okay he's like look i just want to leave but i'm gonna we, we get him to the nearest village he's like hey do you want my paintbrush you could kind of like bluff your way in as artists and you could pretend to be artists to get in the city and alpha well no but he doesn't offer that to us alpha knows like can, I, uh, oh that means there's gonna be an opening as an artist. an artist and i'm an artist so i can get it and he's like i strongly recommend you don't do that but i will give you a t- <laughs> <laughs> okay. i will give you this brush if, you, if you're dead set on it as thank you for saving my life so let's yeah that's how that really goes out because like credit to that dude his name is tristel credit to him for being like hey actually fuck that place i'm yeah. going to the crystaria <laughs> also i don't like painting anymore so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm kind of kind of traumatized by it will not be doing this anymore okay City so, of Final Pleasure. Yes, we make our way back to Gate Town. The horns blow again, and Good the Tilda up. Swintons show their creepy faces. As Alfano calls them, vile jesters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like they're looking for a painter because they just tossed their painter out. And it totally works, and Alfano bluffs his way in. Yeah, and- we submit one singular brush as proof of our talents. It's not like a painter uses a multitude of brushes and a knife and easel or anything else. We they, have one brush. They also buy that I'm his assistant, so let us both in. Fuck it. Why not? Which, I wear a giant magical rapier, but I guess I get to go in. And the people I have like, a book. Great, great. More meal. I got a book. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> hey, being a scholar rules. Okay. So we, we cross over and we cross in kind of like the base and we're inside the actual structure itself where it is incredibly opulent in contrast to the shantytown outside. Huh. It's like everyone is like, it, it looks a lot like the Golden Saucer. Everyone is sitting around drinking, eating, watching pole dancers. Oh, not so. Did, they, did, did you mention they handed out some more meal? Yeah, they mentioned more meal. Okay. Yeah. Twice in one day. What luck. Yeah, people are feasting. Right. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Yeah. And so, uh, yep. We have to go through immigration first, um, which involves passing through kind of like the hangers on who are still hanging around the base. Yeah, the, jo- the, the, the tildes make note that the other pooers at the base have also yet to make it into the city proper, but somehow they made it past the gate. I don't know. That's weird. Maybe they just like got exiled there after this says punishment. And so so the city has a caste system. There yeah. are free people and bonded people. We're bonded people, meaning that we serve our patron, and if we lose our patron, we must find another or work as general laborers. We're working for a couple known as the Chais, who are known as gentle souls, which, like, I expected to hate them more, but as far as rich assholes who are engaged in a deeply exploitative system that harms lots of people, they're not the worst. Yeah, they said, they, they're like, they're nice, just like, you know, just don't, don't make them mad. Uh, we do get a nice steamy shower scene. 
we, we do. I, Which is just a black screen. Yeah, cowards. 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 We uh, walk up to the shower, we hit interact, not, and they just cut. And it's like, I wanted to see my characters model naked. Yeah, they, they didn't want this game to be banned in Saudi Arabia. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Alpha No is also <laughs> nervous. Already, but They've already got one. <laughs> my, yeah, okay. Look, it's a big market, okay? <laughs> Alpha No is also nervous about showering in an open room. We talk him into it, and we put on our perfume. Yeah, we run upstairs afterwards. Uh, by the way, Alex, Alex can't use the etherite. Get There's fucked. A giant etherite here, but you can't use it you're unless bonded. you're registered as a free citizen. Yeah, you get fucked. Which is so funny. I'm doing New Game Plus, so I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. At some point, you do get to use that etherite. Imagine that you just never get to use, use it. Use that ether. Yeah. It could go one of two ways, really, I guess. Well, I don't know how often we'll be coming back here. Yeah. <sighs> All no, right. We, we so, meet the Chai's. They're rich, patronizing mm-hmm. assholes, but also they are nice and want us to do art and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Ch- like, the lady Dulia Chai is uh, totally smitten and just really a little uh, condescending, but like really smitten. And Chai News, the the dude, is a little he's like timid, trepidatious, kind of. It's pretty clear who's in charge here. Yes. <laughs> um, but O kind of justifies our existence as his assistant and that he wants to be exploring that he let that we should maybe explore while he works um so we can get a little lay of the land they're like yeah fine whatever okay so we go explore we find a maiden who is in need of someone to search for her attendant free uh, to sightsee is the name of this quest yeah oh that's the next quest right yep um and so we go looking for him and he's uh hanging off the railing over the water holy fuck he was trying to rescue her handkerchief and he almost, almost died. died and we also learned that the uh free like so he's like oh shoot I can't believe I almost died. I must have been made. I must have made her worry sick. Yeah, it's it's weird. He's very bonded. I, I want to know, like, I want to know something more going on here because, like, he's super fervently devoted to her. When he first came here, he was ambitious, but after seeing how nice and free of strife everything is here, he learned to accept kind of his lot in life, which is like. I don't think the game is presenting that uncritically. I think I'm supposed to find that weird, but we don't mm. really get resolution on like what's going on there again in this line of quests. So I, I, I'm, I am hoping we come back here later in this expansion to dig a bit more into like what this city's deal actually is. Yeah, I hope I hope we do too. <laughs> okay. Um, so we report go- back to her, and she's yeah. like, "Look, hey, in other places, servants get treated badly, but here, everyone is nice and everything is great." Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's not true, but whatever. We also learned that the free citizens actually do have to surrender all their wealth to the communal wealth. Yep, all and property, then, financial, intellectual, or otherwise. Yeah, uh, the, the everyone else, every free citizen is free to use the commodities and FUDs of the community instead, and that way nobody has to worry about, quote-unquote, making money. They just ask, and then we get we ask her for a tip on what's hip in the city. And she says, "Hey, go check out the beehive." I, I have no idea how the economy of this place is working. I don't. Where it's, does where does the food come from? <laughs> what, what do they meal? Okay, I mean I, the meal tree. Okay, yeah, taste of honey. We go check out the beehive. That's the pole dancing and club. bees. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the proprietor the, of the beehive there speaks in bee puns. Yeah, she speaks, speaks in bee puns. She makes us play a game. She wants, like, we ask for intel, and she makes us play a game of high or low for one, some fucking reason. Is the higher, wait, is the higher low also from the Golden Saucer? No, but it's from Treasure Maps. 
Because, like, I was like, why is there a dedicated game interface for this when we, like, use the sniper interface for so many other things? No, like, there's, like, like, a high... If you go to treasure maps, okay. like a, sometimes in, a, in those dungeons, it's a high-low thing. But I, like, I, I was very... I was surprised by the fact that, like, there's a dedicated interface for, for how to play yeah, the card yeah, game. Yeah, no. There's... Mm-hmm. They just reuse that, but then, like, change the camera angle or whatever. I don't okay. know. But even though... No, it's, like, still different. I don't know. I think you can just play it as a toy. I think when you're done with it, you can, like, play it in the in-room or something. I mean, I gotta be honest. It's I not a really very good to. game. No, I don't know. fun. <laughs> I don't know why. This is stu- This is a little stupid, but whatever. This is, like, a simpler version of golf. Like, And either we beat her or we don't. I didn't beat her the first time. She's just 50-50, right? You're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as you win a few times, she's like, all right, um... As a favor, she tells us uh, that, like, the bit of intel that Vothri somehow has the ability to command Sin Eaters. Yeah, which and is then, weird. That's, wow, what? And then she tells us to check in on one of the uh, the regulars for a bit more buzz. And he tells us to, hey, hey, before before we get any info, we check, walk up to him. How about you go dance? <laughs> so we have to get up on one of the platforms in the air and do the dance. And <laughs> my dance emote is a little jig, like an Irish jig, and everyone cheers at me. <laughs> you, you, you did a jig by the pole. <laughs> I just did a little spinny thing and kind of winked um, on the thing. Uh, and then, listen, this this part is a little bit everywhere. all at, well, Not everywhere, everything all at once. But it's like, it's everywhere. And it's just sort of, just kind of wash over us for a, bit over of, for a bit of silliness mm-hmm. in, in all this bleak shit but still we find out like oh like it wasn't always so peaceful the army saw massive losses against the sin eaters but then lord vothry took over and they all turned docile and now everything is great thanks for telling us that so after we, we danced go back to alfano and he has not started painting yet no because the husband he, is someone who's like we just brought in these painters why aren't you making him paint well uh turns out alfano has been doing a little dress up with julia chai um just for fun and we are like he's got this great new blue tunic he's not in his poncho anymore um still got long boots as as is his custom and we take advantage of this distraction by going to explore the prison section now yeah a blessed instrument is down below Mm -hmm. we we go down into the military headquarters down at the lower level we send all the way in and we're looking around and we find this woman like she's sobbing um in a corner because she's a singer but her throat is so sore from overexertion that she can't sing any longer. Oh, relatable. Listen, I before recording this podcast, I just went to the dentist, and I've got to talk for ninety minutes with having have my my gums poked and scraped and vibrated and and absolutely just it was a it was a that the dental tray was a total bloodbath. It was like a, a scene out of Silent Hill too. It's a scene and out that, a scene out of a little shop of horrors. No, Silent Hill too. Okay, have you played Silent Hill too? No, I've watched people play Silent Hill too. Oh. I've, I've seen stuff in it. It's very bloody, very unpleasant. It's uh, hopefully that remake's good. Uh, it, it could be it's good. From, it's from Bloober Team. I don't know. It could be good. It could be really bad. <laughs> anyway, um, that was my dentistry, and I relate to her mouth problems. Yeah, and she's like, "Look, if I can't sing, my patron will kick me out. If my patron kicks me out, it's all over." So she wants us to sneak out to get some medicine for her. So we sneak out to like the kind of like this, the, the little town around that sprung up around the base of the pillar. Yeah, and we find the doctor, and he's like, "I don't really have any medicine for her. There's not much I can do other than surgically removing the lump in her throat. So she'll probably never sing again." And people just die in here all the time, apparently, and there's nothing to do. So we go back to her with some bad news. Yeah, Doc's like, thanks for the thanks for the payment. Get fucked. So we deliver the news, and she's quite distraught. But her patron finds her, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, he took that sheep matic oath." 
Sure. So she's like, oh. So her patron shows up and is like, oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. It's all right. I'm not mad that you can't sing anymore. I'll just arrange for your ascension. And at first I was like, oh, is ascending how by the people become free? And it's like, no. That is not what it like. It's not what it is. Um, in here, people believe that sin eaters convey souls to heaven, and because that, that's what Lord Valtry says. So we don't, we don't, we don't find out exactly what ascension is here. But I've got a pretty good idea of what it is, and I don't like it. Mm. Uh, we have ascended into meal. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that lump in her throat is free meal <laughs> Jesus Christ Emergent splendor The lump in her throat is a crystal from her being infected with the Oh no, she's going to no, be the new well, crystal exarch Yeah, we'll see, okay Emergent the, splendor, next quest We em- go back to Alpha now and explain everything Emergent splendor it, You pronounced it like image and heap <laughs> Is it not pronounced emergent? I believe it's emergent. No, I think you're right. I'm just realizing this. Emergent (laughs) splendor. Okay. It's like, man, people go missing in the city all the time. What could that mean? (laughs) So Alphano has been working on his painting. I was was too busy saying, "Mm, what'd you say? Mr. Chai wants to see the painting Alphano has been working on. And Alphonse was working on a very lifelike portrait of him and his wife, and it's quite good. And he's, and he thinks it's very unflattering, much to his unhappiness. And he's like, "No, mm. make it beautiful and make us look wealthy and comfortable." And mm. Alphonse did not understand the assignment. Mm, well, well, he only meant well, but of course he did. Mm, what'd you paint? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he, he tells Alphonse to start over, but suddenly there's a screaming man with a trumpet. Ah. Da, 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 da. The Tildas are back. <laughs> His oh, no, lordship has caught a villain who was running loose in the city. Um, a malcontent, even. Mr. Chai, Mr. Chai, for some reason, is like, oh, yes, go, watch, see what the whole deal. Go to the elevator. What Witness the trial. I Very, okay. So we, we finally, we take the elevator up, and we finally meet Lord Valthry, and like, as a character, this guy is fine. I'm just going to say, Hello! I'm Lord Brathry. Not a huge fan of the making him an enormous, morbidly obese dude, but whatever, moving past it, it's a bad trope. Mm. He is a weird despot of this place. He hangs out on his on his like chair all the whole time and dispenses justice and everything. And he has lots of sexy sin eater angel ladies hanging around in like a harem around him. And yes. giant lion sin eaters and stuff like that. Absolutely. And the prisoner is drawn forward and wouldn't you know it, it's our blue haired boy. It's our blue-haired boy who we let in with the pearl trading scheme. Son of a bitch! <laughs> and Alphano <laughs> immediately rushes forward. It's like, whoa, what, what, what's going on? What happened? And Lord Valthry is like, impudence! Can you, can, can you do it? Impudence! There we go. Imp- there we go. It's better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh um, blue-haired boy is bleeding to death on the floor because he's guilty of fraud, because he misrepresented himself, because he's no man of business. Mm-hmm. And so his punishment was to... Give him some ether. Give the sin eaters what they want, which is some ether. Yep. Out of his own flesh. And Alphano is like, look, he was a fraud, sure, but he's desperate. Cast him out. But why are you humiliating him like this? Is this truly how you do things here? 
And Valtteri is like, look, have you considered what it takes to maintain this paradise? Safety and stability above all. The rules must be obeyed. I must enforce them because I alone control the sin eaters and I alone control justice. Yeah, that's very unrealistic because any any other judge would just be like, get the fuck out of my courtroom. Yes, I, I'm amazed we've been indulged this far. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone claps very politely and <laughs> we're just like... He's nothing if not opportunistic. It's a time to show off, I guess. So then Valtteri is like, hey, you're a painter? Paint me, and if I like it, you can stay. And because, Alphano, you know, you're, you're an asshole, and now he's like, you have, this is your punishment. And credit to him, Alphano just leans down and casts Cure instead, which just pisses Valtteri <laughs> off even further. Hey! <laughs> That's not Alph- allowed here. Alphano's like, hey, you want to see the horror that I do? Look in a mirror. He drops the mic and walks the boy out of the room. Oh! Valtteri starts throwing a tantrum, but we're we're fucking done. We just we we walk out, we leave. We're 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 done with this place. Yeah. Alphano is upset. This is a lost cause. There's nothing for us here. There's no allies to be found. Let's go back to the Crystarium. Fuck this place. Yeah. Uh, and as we leave, Valtteri then has the biggest baby rage anyone has in this game has yet to let out. <laughs> he's, just, he's just flailing, flailing on his throne. Did that boy just insult me? <laughs> It's very, very, and but like off to the side as we walk out, there's a certain black and gold berobed individual smugly leaning in the doorway. Yes, there is. Interesting. I wonder who that could be. Uh, and I wonder how he got here. With that, <laughs> we leave Kaishir, who uh, willingly stays behind in Gate Town to learn to stand on his own merits and uh, head back to the Crystarium. Oh, um, the Chai's do show up here, and oh, yeah. uh, Lady Chai loves the painting actually. And so she's like, look, please return and finish it. He's like, I have more important stuff to do. No. But she's like, okay, well, you can keep the clothes and you can keep free passage into the city. Okay, the chives were... Yeah, they're actually okay not people. that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. They Back still, to the they, They're kind of still... Vic- they're, they're still perpetrating a system. They're maintaining the status quo. So they're still baseline bad, but they could have been a lot worse. They are not cruel monsters. Yeah. Okay. Next quest, now the Light Wardens. That, yeah, now that we've got both the twins and we are fully on board with stopping this calamity, uh, the Exarch explains that these Sin Eaters are dr- drawn to the Stargus for their kind, that we learned the Lamarang, the Light Wardens, and we believe that the death of any Light Warden will cause the Light and Sin Eaters in a given region to disperse. Um, you know, it's like killing the Queen Ant, basically. But problem point, politically, Vothri sees the Sin Eaters as a means of maintaining order, so he's probably going to try and stop us, so we have to distract him while we do that, and um, we... Also exp- express a bit of uncertainty about the plan, so we get a nice science lesson from, yes. what's his name? The Exarch. The Exarch, yeah. He tells us, like, big old vision, you know, another cool blue star vision. So, okay. In the past, a star was divided into 14 worlds, the source and its 13 shards. Yeah. They're separated but connected to each other. But what if an element in one of the shards gains an abnormal ascendancy? It will begin trickling down into the source. Oh, no. So, like, you know, if fire starts getting too powerful, like, it might cause drought and wildfire back in, fire back in the source. Water might cause ice storms and typhoons. Like, you know, this accelerates until all of a sudden you get disaster. This is what the calamities are. The calamities are other shard worlds that orbit kind of the source getting imbalanced in some elemental way and then pouring the elemental energy back into the source world, destroying that shard as it rejoins our world and causing a full force disaster that, you know, obviously causes lots of pain and suffering back in our world. Yeah, so worlds are quite literally colliding. Yes. And, like, we see, like, an animation of, like, you know, different worlds succumbing to lightning or uh-huh. ice or one that you weren't sure about but looked kind of like 
some weird unaspected like it was the energy. I mean it was the seventh one so that was the one that blew up 1.0 and it's like the combination of all of the astral elements um, which I believe are lightning light and I don't know it's three of the six other ones crystals in a triangle pattern we'll learn more about it later so we need to go kill the light wardens yeah and um because they, they banish uh light from the sky and we need right. to rebalance the world and uh also of note we learned not in this expansion but it pointed out that like there's also one that the Essenes fucked up right oh. the void oh yeah yeah, yeah. we the learned about one. that in the shadow of mock that's like mm-hmm. the big thing we learned about was the void and the, the void arc one yeah so that was their test. I, that was their kind of test run. <laughs> I guess it was important that we paid play that otherwise quite stupid content. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, wouldn't you know it? Right as we're discussing this, a guard captain rushes in because Sin Eaters were attacking a village nearby and they have a light warden with them. Yeah, wouldn't you know it? Yeah. Whole minster switch under attack. We go. We save. Light warden there. Kill it. Dungeon. Dungeon time. Boss number one. It's the angel that killed Tesseline. We know it is because it has its wing clipped off. Yep. You dodge a butt. It's a dodge a lot. Dodging. We a dodge, dodge a lot we and it. we kill it. And boss number two. Tesseline <laughs> herself. I was so I was so upset. Oh, she yeah. Tesseline is just here as a sin eater and we just kill her. We just that's what we got to do. If you're here in the, with the trust system with Ali say she's like, no, <laughs> I, I didn't expect this to come back so quickly. I didn't expect it to come back like this. I thought we'd get some kind of follow up with her. I didn't think oh, she'd she's be just a dead. dungeon boss. She's just <laughs> she I, just she just got taken and recruited for the army. I'm just gonna have to kill her like once a week from now on as part of my roulettes. Yeah. And the the final boss is Philia. So any relation <laughs> to whom? Minphilia. We kill her. She's dead. <laughs> okay. We kill this light warden. Yeah, it's it's just got a bunch of... it's it, This whole dungeon is like really well-constructed AoEs. There's no gimmicks here, really. It's just like dodge AoEs and patterns of combinations of mechanics we've seen before. It's fun. I don't know. Yeah. And they, so- they, they, they do... They just, like the big, I guess the big gimmicky one is that they like she targets... It targets one person and then the shackles them and you have to free them in time. But we've seen that before. Oh, okay. An important detail here as we beat Philia. Because the reason why no one else can do this is because normally if you kill a light warden, the light that emerges from it just finds another host and creates another one. But we... There must always be a light warden. Yes. But we, as the warrior of light with power of light, are able to... The blessing of light are able to absorb it fully. And that's what happens. Like it floods into us and we absorb it and contain it. And I loose this giant beacon of light into the sky, which parts the heavens, and reveals the stars. And it's a really cool effect. (laughs) Like, for the first time. (laughs) For the first time, it's the night sky. Like, in any living memory of any of these people. Yeah, and 100 years, the first time the night skies appeared to anyone, it pans over to the Crystarium, and everyone's like, (laughs) What is that? And and I got I a note here. I said, boy, if this is where we're at 20 quests into this expansion, where is this story going? <laughs> Hits the ground running. This expansion rules. <laughs> people, the people are like, the warrior of darkness has returned. You know, um, Captain Lena is like, who are you? The Exarch kneels Good before question. me. He's like, oh, thank God. You're finally here. Finally one with her blessing. There are more light warrants out there. We got to go kill them all. Defeat them. Save the world. Save the source. Imagine he summoned Kryle. <laughs> be over i can't do this <laughs> i can't what 
Okay, Alice wants to know why um, why he would do all this, why he'd risk himself. It's like he must have taken so much to draw people across to this world. He's like, look, there are things I can't afford to lose, and he sensed that it was his place to preserve them. And mm. now he has to go sleep because he's an old man and he's very tired. He does not look or sound very old, but he is, I guess, like 100 years old. Yeah, yeah, and he's also made of rocks. Okay, final quest, Warrior of Darkness. Um, yeah, yeah. The villagers were evacuated the Crystarium. The Exarch asks us to conceal our involvement yeah. in all of this for the time being. Lena's like, yeah, everyone's going to be fucking freaked out. And like, we don't need them worshipping you in the streets. Kind of want to do this sort of be, you know, no, we don't want Vothri's attention as well, Alfino points out. Hey, also, remember, Yulmore, they don't, they're going to stop you at every, every time. Okay, so we get back to town, and Alphano is like, hey, man, tonight's going to be a party. So, uh, like, let's like let's enjoy that. We track down Broggy. He informs inform of the inform him of the incoming refugees, and he tells us to inquire about nearby opportunities for one who's at the battle. This apparently is all just set up for the role quests, which I'm going to be doing independently. We're probably not going to do it as like full podcast content, but I'll speak to it as I'm like kind of going through. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you're not. We're going to have to get five jobs to eighty to do that, and then, but like, it's worth doing. So we should provide updates. Yeah, and our side quests segment on those. So if, when you're doing those, I, I think it'll take be fine. notes. I, I've got enough. I've got enough jobs at enough different roles mm, close to. Yeah, I mean, eighty. I've got my samurai like sixty three. It's almost. That's not. I mean, you do what you want, but like, yeah, just just take notes as you're doing them and update us as you as you work your way through. Because I'm curious to see what you think about all that stuff. Yeah, it's okay. really good. Anyway, um, we go back to our room for some well-deserved rest. Yeah. Um, we start up at the stars. Ardbert appears to us again. He's been following us the whole time. He, like, you know, he's like, he remembers Alphano and Alce. He remembers everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, like, good job. But also, you know, I had to give up a lot. And I wonder what you'll find that you have to give up yourself. Keep you'll your friends get, close. But you will get numb to the loss over the years. Keep your friends close, baby. They're important. And then out in the middle of the field. Cut to a field. Yep. The blonde girl, the uh, a, a blonde oracle. girl in white senses it. Yes. So this is what the light was hiding. He, I must go to him. He, Cut. He's here. Meanwhile, inside a magic facility, there are various alarms and diversions as intruders mm-hmm. <laughs> break in. Estinian's cutting people down, but then Gaia stops him. They're both breaking into the facility independently at the same time, which is amazing. Well, one of them's gonna have to change. <laughs> <laughs> and then they give each other cool, respectful greetings, like cool badasses that they are. They trade some intel back and forth. They figure it's time to start coordinating their attacks on Black Rose yeah. facilities. Well, there's a uh, yeah. The, Gaius makes a glib remark about, "Oh, I guess you must be working for the science now." And Estidian's like, "Listen, you've not dealt with that receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> she is trained as a spy, and no one can resist her. <laughs> no one can evade her." Uh, so that's how <laughs> that's how that's how Gaius and Estidian implicitly team up which is great he does explain that uh black rose what it does it causes ether to come to a complete standstill uh, can kill all inhabitants of a city without damaging any structures pretty fucked up seems pretty bad pretty fucked up but also not a is it seem a coincidence that things go to a standstill just right. like the the just like in the light stuff back in the first, just like how yes the the light the in Calusia the narration was uh, described as a painting, kind of a, a moment captured in time. <laughs> I'm guessing it's not a coincidence. It's probably not. It's a whole thematic thing <laughs> about the stillness of light. Cool. Wow. 
that was our first episode of Storm Buds. For, not 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 totally done yet, but that was our first Shadowbringers impression. What do you think so far? Uh, like you said, hits the ground running. Yeah, really so, cool. Lot going on. Completely different lead writer. <laughs> oh, really? Can, yes. Yeah, you can tell. Her name is Natsuko Ishikawa. She was the writer of the Dark Knight quest line. So from like 50 to 70. I've heard good stuff about that one it's, too. Well, yeah, you'll see the sort of, the you'll see the beats. You'll see how that kind of plays into it. Um, especially since this is the Dark Knight expansion, right? They thought it, it was apt to sort of bring her in. Um, given the reception of her as sort of the lead writer, and boy, howdy, did she? She got yeah, like at FanFest after Shadowbringers came out, they brought her out. I think at FanFest or something, they brought her out, and she just got like the biggest standing ovation ever. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> great! Oh, I want to see a video of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be careful because spoilers. Okay, maybe I won't. Probably spoilers in the comments and stuff. <laughs> maybe about I won't go look for this. Yeah, um, but afterwards we can look at. No, fantastic. A very, very uh, tone shift. Very good tone shift. Great, 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 great expansion. Looking forward to continuing on. The next section of the MSQ will be up until um, we will be doing the level 72 to 73 section here. So up until the quest, the wheel turns from an unwelcome guest to the wheel turns. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm going to say that every episode, but oh, fuck. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, without further ado, though, we've given you so much content, you know, but it take, this is a lot of work for us. And why don't we take a, a quick break? And when we come back, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take a trip to the market board. Sound good? All right. Be right back. We're gonna read some ads. Alex, what have you got for us in the market board realm space? Okay, so Jerome, you um, you can't be mad at me. I would never ever be mad at you in my entire life. So it, it's it's I'm having a hard time finding sponsors for the podcast lately. Aww. Like it's just it's been difficult to track down good advertisers who mm. we haven't covered already. Really? So I figured, what if we used a different income stream? You know, because rather than having to advertise and shill ourselves for products that we frankly don't even really believe in, like banking, mm. what if instead people could just support us directly? So I, I signed us up for a new service. I went, I got it all ready to go. It's a service called Podtron, where people can just, you know, pitch us money directly every month. And that way they get an ad-free version of the podcast plus a bonus feed. Mm. So people now can go to podtron.net slash stormbuds and sign up at the $5 tier every month and get access not only to the content we're already providing for you, but to a new set of bonus episodes we'll be recording to come out on an alternating bi-weekly schedule of additional content. What? I said, I, I, we're going to do all of this. Are we? Yes, we are. Okay. And uh, who who are you going to um, find to co-host that with you? No, it's you. It's great. See, here's what we're doing. The How premise do I... for the bonus pod is this. Uh-huh. Every single week, we are going to each eat an entire pint of Ben & Jerry's ice cream we are of not. a different flavor. I'm lactose intolerant. And then we are going to decide which Final Fantasy fourteen character would consider that favor their f- flavor their favorite. Okay, wait, actually, that sounds really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's great, right? <laughs> no. I, why, why did it have to be something that's dairy, you asshole? That could have been so many things. 
So if you want to like you know ship us a few extra bucks because you know it is a lot of work to make this show, you can go to podtron.net slash stormbuds and sign up for five dollars a month, and that way you'll get access to the special ice cream ranking bonus feed. No, I can't do this. You can I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna you can shit just, everywhere. You can just watch me eat the ice cream. I don't want to. There's so I really there's there's nothing I, I would do so many different. There, that's the worst. <laughs> Christ, oh boy. I mean, I've already I've already started making merch, so we're kind of committed. You're committed. Oh boy! A, it's a, a little graphic I commissioned of Alphano eating a pint of ice cream. <laughs> oh my God! Get me out of here. That so is if that be... sounds fun to you, no. Let us go. We're at ninety nine minutes in the in the feed. They've gotten enough bonus content. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We're actually super grateful. Um, if you want to check us out on our social media platforms, you can find all the links in the link pop link in the link description link description of the episode. There's all the links there, including our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube and Discord. We had some lovely, lovely newcomers in our Discord. Welcome everyone. It's We're, fun, actually. Yeah, it's I really like fun. What do you actually? I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> fucking. I like our Discord. You're all great. They're trying so hard to build a community and just get all the shade and the the deepest shade from the other side of this nasty, nasty L desk. Uh, That if you want to just check us out there, we're pretty we're starting to get more active on it um, now that there's more folks. People have been sharing their achievements in Final Fantasy and and other connections, making some friends and stuff. It's great. Join us. Live chat with with the hosts of this show? I could imagine actually why you might not want to do that, but please join us anyway. And um, also, just as a quick reminder, if you would, please, please, please like, review, and share this podcast on your social media platforms of choice. That would very much help us. I promise I'll do at least one clip for this episode. We have jobs, <laughs> okay? We want to we, we want to grow and share this experience and share the joy of Final Fantasy fourteen with as many people as possible. That's we do the it for whole the love of the game. point of this podcast was to do that for literally one person. <laughs> so um, let's have this community grow. Thank you so much for the support thus far. This podcast has exceeded both of our wildest expectations yeah, seriously. already. I, I did not it's, expect we'd have an actual audience for this. <laughs> I. Uh, I ho- I had hoped and dreamed, and the hopes and dreams have become a reality. Thank you so much, and until next time, Ben Rabbits, Star Rabbits, we've been the sun, but baby, good night, bye. What? How? How is that? Oh! You know, I can just edit it to make it sound farther away. You don't have to. <laughs>